In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, good morning. It looks like the weather did not keep anyone away because there's quite a few of y'all here. Wasn't expecting that. No, just kidding. Wow, this is, I feel like this is really loud. Is it? Huh? Is it me? Okay, well, some people say it's fine. So, um, hello. <laughs> Sounds like lots of good things are happening and lots of things to look forward to here. So, we are blessed. And um, we're going to work on this marriage series here that I've been given the opportunity. I won't say the task of, but the opportunity to share with y'all. And um, our main verse was Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He, was create, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us. And then we're talking about a masterpiece within our marriage also, that God can make something beautiful out of what we think is nothing, or even a disaster right now, you know? Um, have you noticed that men and women can look at the same thing but see something totally different? I'm going to use this as an example, but I know there's exceptions to the rule, okay? So Don sends me all these pictures while he's, they've gotten there to Montana. And he sends me this picture of an open field. Uh-huh, just flat, open field. Isn't it gorgeous? Okay, yeah, awesome. Then he sends me another picture, and it's them pitching the tent. Man, I'm so pumped, I can't wait. Check out this tent. And I'm like, okay, yeah, awesome-looking tent. And then he sends me the picture of them setting up the wood stove that goes in this tent. Is it called a yurt, this tent? And so he shows me a picture. I'm glad he's going to be warm, awesome, yay. And then he sends me screenshots of the weather. And I'm going, uh, no, no, uh-uh, negative something and all these things. But he is stoked and he's excited to be there. We're looking at the same thing but we have two total different ideas of it. Now, let's say I show my husband this charcuterie board. <laughs> hey, hon, you want to go make one with me? They have a class that we can do together, and after that, we can go make candles. What do you think? He looks at that, and he goes, cool, I'd eat that but I might not want to go make it. So we do see things differently. And I'm going to throw this out there. Men can see deer running across the woods, but they can't find the mustard in the fridge. So again, what are we looking for, though? What catches their eye is totally different than what catches our eye. So, um, but anyhow... I'll move on now. The thing is, um, God can still make a masterpiece 
even with all the differences, because our differences is what makes our marriage unique. So he can take um, the differences and blend them in a, pa- a color palette. Um, just like I had watched with Don these videos of this guy, I can't even remember his name, but it was pretty cool to watch how he would just get a little dab of a color and mix it with something else, another color. And it turned out completely different and he didn't even need much, okay? But he needs something, okay? But God can do something and make something beautiful. And what I've noticed here lately in our society and our world is that a woman and a wife has lost its meaning and value. Being a wife and even being a woman now um, is played down by social media, um, society, just the things that we hear and everything that sometimes I don't think we know what to believe about ourselves anymore. We don't know what we were created to be and what our identity is. Um, (laughs) When I say that, I'm saying, this is totally different than sitting in a room with the women discussing time. It is totally different, y'all, it really is. You would think, oh, no big deal, but it is. It's totally different because, you know, hey, Nancy, got any questions? No, but um, (laughs) you can keep me on track that way. I should have gave you my notes so you could say, Q, just kidding. Okay, but anyhow, you know, they tell you if you work outside your home, that's the wrong thing to do. You shouldn't go after a career. You shouldn't do that. So then you're a stay-at-home wife well, don't you think you should have a career? Don't you think you should have something better for your life than sitting around the house or taking care of your husband or your kids? So we have it coming from all sides. And I think that the word of God has been manipulated and twisted so much that we are condemned for our roles as a wife. And instead... We're not honored and we're not valued at all. And then we don't see that in ourselves. So, you know, we can sit and we can look and debate what a masterpiece is until Jesus does come, okay? We can say, God, what is the point in that picture? Or you could ask um, the guy who painted the Mona Lisa. What was your point in that? I think people still wonder, what's the point in that? They don't know. And the thing is, he's not around for you to ask him. So you, you, but the best way for us to know is for us to ask the creator of that masterpiece. So our creator says in 1 Corinthians eleven seven, but woman is the glory of man. And um, just as a man reflects strength, the woman reflects beauty in many ways. That's not just an outward form of beauty. It's not by your hair, your makeup, your clothing, your shape, your size. It's not about that alone, okay? There is an inner beauty and an inner strength that women have 
in Genesis 2.18, when then the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So we were created just for him. The description of woman as the man's glory was never meant to demean or belittle. It was meant to uplift by assigning value and honor to us. So, ladies, we're not a problem. We're actually an answer to the problem. Okay? God said it wasn't good for man to be alone. It wasn't good for him to be left to himself. And most women know that some men can't be left to themselves. <laughs> but it wasn't good for them to be alone, so God decided to create us. Okay? And then I wondered, what, what does it mean, glory? What are we the glory of man? Um, glory is magnificence, splendor, great beauty and wonder, Glory is beauty that inspires feelings of uh, wonder and joy and awe. And so God's word just said that we are the glory of man. And I have to wonder if some women have not been walking in that at all. Okay? I'm trying not to say okay a lot. Sorry. Uh, but some of us don't walk in that. I think it's because we've lost what it means. But, you know, a masterpiece is supposed to stir up all those feelings and emotions in you that is of awe and of wonder. And so our spouses should be that to us and our marriage should be that to the world. Um, in the, the feelings of awe and wonder, it, it explains kind of what Adam felt when he first saw Eve. When he saw her, he was in awe of her. She was the image of all that he wanted and inspired feelings in that he had never experienced before, even in the beautiful surroundings that God had placed him in. Even there, he had never experienced these feelings. He had never seen that beauty before. And then here she was. And that's what, men, that's how you should feel about your wives. I'm just going to say it. I mean, I'm not trying to bash men and lift up women. And so I'm trying to be very careful in what I say because it's not my place to put a man in his place or anything like that. But your wives should inspire that in you. You should be able to look at her and say, I see this in her and I love that about her. She should be all of that to you, something that you've never experienced before in your lives. So if that's, the cre if that's what we were created to be, is the glory of our husbands, why do we think that God's word has been used to reduce women and label them as inferior to men? 
because most of the time when I say the word of God has been um, skewed and twisted, it does twist that women have no meaning or no value, which isn't true because I just read it to you. The devil knows if men and women function in healthy relationships and walk in God's truth, we would all be united and he wouldn't have any, anything to use against us anymore to divide us. He wants the power struggle to continue in your homes and in your workplaces. I mean, if he can keep us feeling as if we're inferior, we will constantly fight. 1 Corinthians 11, 8 and 9 says, For man was not created from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created on account of or for the benefit of woman, but woman on account of and for the benefit of man. I had to read that so many times, y'all. I, I just don't get it real I don't retain it real well or comprehend it. And I had to read it over and over and over again. What the world did that say? Because one minute I, I thought it was one way and then the next minute, but then God showed me. This scripture shows that men have need of us too. Because, I mean, right there, but woman on account of, and for man, okay. Neither was man created on account of or for the benefit of woman, but woman on account of and for the benefit of man. It says it right there. So ladies, we add value we add meaning to every aspect of our husband's lives. We can impart help. We can impart strength, confidence, wisdom, comfort, and security to them. There is no, I have heard my husband say it before, that there is nothing like having the support that a woman gives, that that I have given him in times. I can't give you an example right now because it wasn't something I was going to share. But anyhow, um, he would say, I would have never been able to do that without you. I would have never been able to do that without your input or your insight about that because I never thought about it this way. I never saw it that way. Because you shared that with me, I feel like I can do this or I can choose to go a different way now because now I see the benefit of this, that, or the other. And there is something we can build confidence in our husbands because we do that for them. And so many times I think we don't do it. So many times we are at odds with one another and we argue with one another instead of lifting one another up. We're created in the image of God, but bear glory differently from which is reflected by man. Men and women are equal, but we are not interchangeable. We don't hold the position of first created, man does, but we hold the honor of the crowning finale. God literally broke the mold when it came to women. 
literally. He said, you know what? That's really good. We're just going to stop right there. We're not going to do anything else. This makes everything perfect now. Because man was created, this is good. This is good. But then it wasn't good for him to be alone. Then all of a sudden, a woman comes along. Perfection. <laughs> right? Oh. The Bible never said it was wrong for a woman to be alone, only that it wasn't good for man to be alone. <laughs> Eve was a helpmeet. <laughs> the one who made up for where he lacked. Like I said, perfection. You should never doubt your importance. I think that's the thing, is I think we doubt our importance. And I, like I said, I think the... The word has been skewed so much that we doubt who we are and we doubt what God created us for, you know? I mean, I know not everyone's married in here, but this is a marriage sermon series, so we're talking about everything in the context of marriage. But you know what? One day you're going to get married, maybe, unless God calls you not to. So it's, it's things we still need to know as women, you know, in 1 Corinthians, when God said, when it said, man is the glory of God, God doesn't use that fact to dominate man, but he sees it as a point of rejoicing. God rejoices in man. God rejoices in his creation. When he sees his creation, which is his masterpiece, and that's man, he smiles. As God looks at you, his daughters, he's captivated by you, his creation. Men should also be captivated by their wives. You should be able to see the splendor and beauty that that woman holds for you and that love that she holds for you. Love doesn't dominate anyone. God doesn't dominate man. Man shouldn't dominate woman, and vice versa. We should hold each other in high esteem. God has called us to honor each other, men and women. In James 3, 9, it tells us, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who we have been made in God's image and likeness. I mean, that breaks my heart. When men and women, when husbands and wives tear each other down. We are to bless what God blesses. If we're the crown of God's creation, then why would we want to dishonor or dominate one another? Why would we want to treat each other poorly? When men don't nurture their women and love their women and their wives... You know what, men? I'm just going to be honest. You hurt yourself. Because when a woman doesn't feel nurtured by you, cared by you, and loved by you, it is hard for them to want to follow you. And it is hard for them to trust you. And I'm just speaking from a woman. 
view because I've been in bad relationship. I've been through it. And it is difficult for a woman to give her heart completely to you and not trust you. Uh, and the same for women. You know what? You nagging, yelling, whatever it is, degrading, because sometimes we can do that. Sometimes we can be very dishonoring towards our husbands and disrespect them. Same thing. How hard is it for him to nurture you and love you and feel close to you when you do that to him? We need to remember that the creator who created you is also the one who created your spouse. So we should honor one another. I believe our husbands have a desire to be the man of God that he was designed to be. So with, with our help, with our love, and with our encouragement, he can be all those things. We can stir him to greatness. We can help him do the impossible or dream the impossible. And we should want to build each other up and never destroy one another. You know, love is a strong emotion, and that's, it's an emotion. But love really gains its strength when God's love is in the center of it. So we always say there's three in your marriage. It's, it's you, your spouse, and God. If God's missing out of the equation, it's hard to make a masterpiece. You're going to be messing with that palette of paint I mentioned earlier, and you're going to be going big scoops of this, big scoops of that, and you're going to have a big old mess, and it's not going to be the color you want. God has to be the center of your marriage in order to make that a masterpiece. And if he's not, I would greatly advise you to put him center. The love of God is priority. With gentleness and intimacy, with our husband's strength, God can do the impossible and do so many wonderful things. We need to be gentle toward one another. and tender in our words. We need to treat each other like a masterpiece. I don't know if anybody has a Does anybody own a masterpiece of anything? <coughs> I know Don said, like, there would be these paintings, there would be these things that are worth millions, okay? But sometimes a masterpiece is a piece of jewelry that your mom gave you that passed away, and you cherish it. I'm sure you're not taking that and you're throwing it around and stepping on it and just carelessly putting it wherever. Let's just shove it in my pocket. It's fine. No, you probably actually have that thing wrapped up in some pretty cloth, put up in a in a jewelry box or in a safe or something like that. You're not just laying it around and just not caring about it at all. I'm just going to let it sit on the porch. I don't think you're going to do that. You're going to take care of that thing. And so I may, that is more attainable to me than an actual 
prized masterpiece, okay? And I think everyone can relate to that because you have something that's precious to you, something that means something to you that you would, that you cherish like a masterpiece. And that's how you need to see your wife, that's how you need to see your husband as that masterpiece. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take it out every once in a while and polish it, make sure it's in great shape, dates, date day, hello, take her out, polish her, make her feel special. Same women, I am so guilty. I am so guilty of not planning the dates. Women, we've got the same responsibility. We've got to initiate things. We have to pull out our masterpiece, and we have to say, guess what? You're that important to me, too. It's not just me. You're important, too. What do you want to do? Hopefully it's not hunt in negative 20, because I don't really want to do that. But you have friends that'll do that with you, so awesome. And that's, like I said, that's the great mixture. We can have differences, and God can still do wonderful things with those differences. I get to enjoy the fruit of his labor and know that he's having a blast. Now, if he was here and it was 20 degrees below, He'd probably mumble and grumble the whole time, but because he's wrapped up and out there hunting, it's totally different. I don't get it, but some of you men get it. So that's all that matters. That brings joy to you. Um, 1 Corinthians 11, 11, 12. In the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. We are dependent on one another. We're connected with each other. And because both male and female, we both came from God. Men and women, we both came from God. And so what we should do is complement one another instead of compete with one another. Okay, we need to not compete with each other We need to complement each other. And too many times in our homes, it's a competition. And not a good competition like, I'm going to win this game. It's not a board game. It is a competition of who is in charge here. And that doesn't need to be. We are in need of each other. And so we need to learn how what our value is in God, what our role is in God, so that way we know how to complement our husbands. Now, again, I shared all this out of marriage, not out of abuse. I realize that there have been people that have been neglected and mistreated, and there needs to be healing that takes place in that. And healing is only going to begin when you know the truth of your value. Okay? So, women, you're not only man's glory, okay? You're also man's favor with God. 
Be that blessing that you're meant to be, rise up to the position that is rightfully yours and claim it. And that's what, Miss Rosa really blessed me, I have no clue where she is, uh, really blessed me with her word because she's right. We need to fight. I mean, how do I claim something? How do I claim it? I have to take it. I have to take it in order to claim it. This is my water. It's not your water. This is mine. Why is it mine? Because I took it. I claimed it. It's my water. And same with you women. You need to claim your authority in Christ. You need to no longer believe the lies of the enemy. You no longer want to walk in that. If you're tired of being pressed down, overrun with fear and insecurities, stand up to the enemy and say, I am a daughter of God and I refuse to live under the lies anymore. I choose not to. Don't, don't be oppressed by that anymore. Don't walk in that negativity. Don't walk in that what the world has put on you. Walk in what God has called you. He's called you into. He's called you to be the glory of your husband. He's called you to be the glory of God. So let's walk in that. Let's choose right now. And I'm not going to say I'm not good at this because I was told not to say that. Uh, well, it's been exciting. But seriously, I think that if um, you women are serious about wanting to claim your rightful role and your um, God-given role, that he has called you. He's called you to be your husband's glory. He's called you to be the, his glory, most of all. So if we are the crown, let's polish it up. Let's knock the rust off and let's claim it and let's clean it up and let's walk in it. Right. Let's walk in the truth of God's word. So, if you women are ready, I want some women to declare it. And I want you guys to give notice. Who wants to say this with me? Anybody? Women? Are you ready? Will you repeat after me? Devil? I serve you notice right now. I'm going to live in a new place of freedom in my life today. Because I am a daughter of God. And I am filled with glory and honor in Him. And don't forget it, it's in Him, it's not in yourself. It's not in what you do, it's in what God does. But we do take initiative. If you never take initiative, you will always remain the same. What troubles you have now will always be until you decide to turn away from it and do something different. 
So if you keep going down the path that you're on now and you don't like it, turn around. Turn around and let God heal you. Let God empower you. Let God just use you for his glory. So the altar is open if you ladies or anyone would like to come up so we could pray with you, lay hands with you, on you or anything. Please don't be afraid because I do realize that it's not as easy as it said. Trust me, I don't walk in it perfect. I don't. I struggle. I still have harsh words at times. I'm pretty blunt. Just ask Don. He'll tell you. Sometimes he'll look at me and he'll just go, ouch. And I realize just from that, because of years of being together, okay, I needed to be a little more tender. I'm really sorry about that. Let me try again. So, please, don't let anything stop you. No fear, no shame, anything stop you from coming to the altar and claiming what's yours. Amen. Why don't you guys stand to your feet? Man, wasn't that amazing? Let's give Lisa another hand. For, we're grateful for her obedience to the Lord in this moment. And, and we want to take a moment, you know, to respond.